Welcome in to another edition of the Fly, the W670 podcast. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. The guys are on live from 5.30 until 10 on your radio home, 6.70, for our Chicago Cubs. If you like what you hear on the podcast, I warm things up from 5 to 5.30. And as always, I'm here with my buddy Crowley. Crowley, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. You know, I know people are disappointed at the end uh, result of today's game, but in general, it's a good series. You can follow me on Twitter at Crawley's Cubs. You could follow us on Twitter and Instagram, fly the W670, Facebook, fly the W, or our email account, fly the W670 at gmail.com. All right, Crawley, we're calling this one season one, episode number 27, and the title is Classic Cubs Cardinals. As you just said, um, some people might be upset with what happened today. Let me let me raise my hand. Let me raise my hand and say I am that guy. I am extra crispy. If you like your bacon extra crispy, you're going to like what I have to say as we roll through <laughs> this podcast, especially when we get to game number five, Crowley. Game number five is where Dustin goes off the deep end. All right, let's start it off. We had our predictions. I said, please just don't get swept, and I did feel confident the Cubs would win one of the five games. They at least do do that as we go through this. I think you were two out of three, or were you three out of two? Uh, I don't remember. Refresh uh, our memory. I'll say, I think I was. I said uh, three out of two, I think I said. Okay, well, let's let's start it off. Let's go to game one, and Drew Smiley was on the mound for the Cubs, and honestly, Crowley, at this point, it feels like we've been playing the Cardinals for 10 days, and maybe it's because of what happened today, which is Thursday. Yeah, you know, there was, hey, let me get to Tuesday night if you want crispy, but uh, game one, Drew Smiley versus Jordan Montgomery. We got a pitcher's duel, ocean pitcher's duel. Five total hits in the game. Each team only had one extra base hit. Bottom of the third, two outs, Christopher Morrell doubles to left. He advances the third on what was a missed catch error by Paul DeYoung. The the throw came in. He just kind of dropped it and kind of was lax. He was lollygagging. And uh, head, heads up on Morrell's part, he just scoots to third. But unfortunately, Magical grounded out. That's the only hit of the game for the Cubs. That's the only extra base hit for the Cubs. The only extra base hit for the Cardinals came from Albert Pujols, who hit his 693rd home run of his career. He took his walker around the bases. <laughs> and by hitting that home run right there, Pujols ties to Barry Bonds and the number of pitchers that they have hit homers off of. 449 different pitchers, 30 of those 693 pitchers, uh, home runs for Pujols came at Wrigley Field. So that was a final Cubs lose one nothing. I tell you what, Crowley, I am a nine, eight kind of guy, a 10, six kind of guy. I am not a one, nothing. I am not a two to one kind of guy, but I have to admit, and I said this on the pregame show on Wednesday morning, this was one of the best one nothing games I had watched. And I don't know if it was the, the pitching by Smiley, the energy and excitement that Christopher Morrell continues to bring day in and day out, or just witnessing the history of 693 for Pujols. And I, you gave me a big kick with, that, with his walker. And then just the when you think about 449 different pitchers, and that that actually ties him with Barry Bonds with that number. So that's a number that he is definitely going to pass Barry in. He's definitely going to hit. Well, I can't say definitely. There's a good there's a good chance he's going to hit another home run before the end of this year, and that hopefully, because I want to see it put Barry 
Bonds in the rearview mirror be off the 500 450th pitcher in his career. Just a, just a wild, just trying to wrap your head around those kind of numbers. It's just wild. Yeah, and and, and I, I can't believe only 30 home runs at Wrigley Field. I would have put that number closer to 98. <laughs> it feels that way, doesn't it? If memory it? <laughs> serves. But uh, Drew Smiley, went, you know, another great start. Seven innings pitch, four hits. That, that, that it wasn't like a monster home run either, but it was a home run nonetheless. Two walks, six Ks, and that was Morrell with the only hit. Jordan Montgomery, nine innings pitch, one hit, zero walks, seven Ks, 99 pitches. His first complete game, his first career shutout, his first career Maddox. If you don't know what a Maddox is, it's a complete game shutout with less than 100 pitches and 16 scoreless innings against the Cubs this season. The Cardinals pulled more of their weird-ass trade. I would never trade with this team, but they traded Harrison Bader and his gimpy arm for this stud lefty, and he has absolutely baffled the Cubs uh, with the, when he was with the Yankees the one game and now with the Cardinals. Yeah, I feel the Cubs have a real issue against left-handers. It just feels that way. I don't have any stats right this second at my fingertips, Crowley, to support that, but I just feel like the Cubs really, really struggle. Uh, against the lefties. And yeah, I mean, Jordan Montgomery, they got him for what? I mean, yeah, it was a great trade by them. No doubt about that. Uh, yeah. Game two, though, is another pitcher's duel. And we were talking about how hot the Cardinals hitting was coming in. Like, I was looking at the last seven days before they came in. Like, every guy was hitting over 300. Another pitcher's duel. This is Javier Assad who gets the call up versus the old Wiley veteran Adam Wainwright. Top of the first, uh, kind of interesting. Lars Newtbar doubles to left. He advances to third on a wild pitch. Gets Brendan Donovan to ground out. Then Paul Goldschmidt reaches on a fielder's choice. He hits the ball to P.J. Higgins, who rifles it home. The throw wasn't the greatest, but uh, Jan Gomes just does a great job with the tag. As Newtbar kind of misses the base, and they're kind of doing a little dance as he's trying to get back in. And then Arenado grounds out to end the threat. Uh, Assad also will pitch out of a two-out bases loaded jam in the third, so the kid showed a little bit of poise there. Bottom of the third, though, back-to-back singles by Morell and McKinstry. Warner hits a high chopper to second. Morell scores. McKinstry to third. Cubs take that one-nothing lead. Happer walks. Saya singles, and that one pinballed off Wainwright's glove through the infielders, and McKinstry <laughs> scores. Hap to third. That makes it two-nothing. Top of the fifth, Lars Newtbar doubles, Brandon Donovan walks, Michael Rucker replaces Assad so, uh, in the fifth inning, and he gets Goldschmidt to strike out, Arenado to pop out, Gorman to fly out, the threat is ended, and there will be no more real action in that game as the Cubs take that one two to nothing. Yes, yes. I did feel comfortable, Crowley. I felt comfortable that the Cubs would win at least one of the two games in the doubleheader, and that's exactly what happened, two to nothing. And uh, you just didn't say it being the Javier Assad game. I, well, I didn't, you know, I think when we were making these predictions, I didn't even know who Javier Assad was, to be honest with you, Crowley. I, I knew who he was. I knew he was with the Iowa Cubs, but I, I did not anticipate him being the guy at that point. No, he goes that's 40. not why I thought they would win one. That's not why I thought they would win one, one of the two was because of Assad to answer your question directly. No. Four innings pitch for him, though. Four hits, zero runs, four walks, three Ks. The bullpen of Rucker, Newcomb, Ullman, and Hughes combined for five innings pitch, one hit, zero runs, zero walks, and two Ks. Offense, two runs on five hits, eight men left on base, two for, fen- two for ten with runners in scoring position. Morell was two for three with the Cardinals. Ain't Wainwright, six innings pitch, five hits, two runs. The offense, though, didn't help him out. Zero runs on five hits, 
but the old Lars Newtbart uh, went two for four. <laughs> I don't know if I like hearing you say Lars Newtbar more or Zach Zaidman saying Lars Newtbar more. So yeah, you I and Zach know, just, both have a way with it. Yeah, it rolls is, off I, the tongue. Right, I think it has something to, and I, and I picture something with coconut when I think of a Lars Newtbar. <laughs> uh, all right, game number three, Crowley. So we got a double header going in this one. Adrian Sampson looking for his second win as a Cubs starter. Yep, does not happen. I'll tell you that much. And I was at the game, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> another pitcher's duel, it looked like, until the wheels fell completely off of Samson in the fourth. We talked about the one bad inning. This inning seemed to take like two hours. Uh, top of the fourth, he gets Goldschmidt to line out. So, hey, Goldschmidt's out. This is a great start to the inning. Arenado homers. Then Nolan Gorman singles. Tyler O'Neill homers. You're down 3 nothing. Corey Dickerson and Andrew Kinzinger single. Samson's pulled. Nicholas Padilla makes his MLB debut. Tommy Edmond flies out. Dickerson makes it to third. Newt Barr walks. You got the bases loaded. Donovan singles to Suzuki, who loses the ball on the transfer. Two runs scores. And just like that, it's not a close game anymore. Five to nothing. Yeah, I think at that Absolutely point, Crowley, I kind of I kind of went muted the game. I was really frustrated by the whole thing. And David Hall had a funny line. I mean, he said that, you know, this Cubs pitching change brought to you by the Google machine because <laughs> you basically have to put some of these names in that you're mentioning um, into the Google machine or listen to this podcast to find out about them and a little bit of background. Yeah, and so Padilla did all right. Top of the fifth, one out, Nolan Gorman walks. Tyler O'Neill grounds out, Gorman to second. He advances to third on a wild pitch. Corey Dickerson doubles, Gorman scores, and the Cubs now trail 6-0, top of the sixth. Tommy Edmonds solo shot makes it 7-0, and it just gets worse from there. You know, the uh, problem, least- <laughs> Crowley, is when you're talking about, when you're, you're, you're going through this, you're doing a great job. You know, okay, Goldschmidt's name is it, but that's it. Like, the, the rest of these guys, it's like, who, who, you know, Goldschmidt's the name early, and he got him to line out. But then it's not like... They've got all these names that you know, all these sluggers, and it just—oh, it's so frustrating. That's the Cardinals. They got their devil magic. They make up players at some factory, and they do really great. And then they trade them, and no one ever hears them again. That's what happens every time. It, it can be frustrating as all hell. These are just made-up names that they just kind of pick out of a hat and they put them together. They make the guy look like you know whatever. I, I've, I've seen this story, man. I've seen it way too many times, and and I would never trade with the Cardinals. Never ever. So All right, we, finish, finish a wrap on this one, Crowley. At least the Cubs, the, you know, Ortega had an RBI double in the bottom of the sixth. They didn't get the shut out. The okay. board. Yeah, they didn't get shut out. He scores on a wild pitch in the eighth, Ortega. It's 7-2. to two. Also in the eighth, Brad Neal Reyes hits a ground rule double to make it 73, but then the Cardinals blow it open in the ninth, scoring six runs off Anderson, Espinosa, and Steven Brault. Uh, Fran Neal Reyes makes his pitching debut for the Cubs. I don't know if you had the Google machine him, but I had to look twice at seeing it the size of that giant man on the mound. And <laughs> Fran Mille Reyes will always be my hero because I'm at the game, and the Cardinals fans are just crowing, man. They're loving this shit. And this is probably like three innings. They're chanting every time for Albert Pujols. They want to see him pinch hit, get a home run, right? All these, all these Cardinal fans. So all of a sudden, here he comes. You know, he comes in the ninth. He got a position player pitching, and they're all on their feet. And what does Fran Mille Reyes do? But he plunks them. And for that, Fran Mille Reyes, you will forever be my hero. Absolutely. Who ordered the code red? Who ordered the code red, Carl? And he gets Goldschmidt to ground into a ground rule double. But the final is Cardinals thirteen, Cubs three. Adam Samson three innings pitch, eight hits, five runs, zero walks, zero Ks. Espinosa and Braun gave up seven runs out of the pen. 
The offense had three runs on seven hits, five left on base, one for seven. Magical was two for three. For the Cardinals, Woodford went, uh, he ended up having 5.1 innings pitched, four hits, one run, one walk, one K. The offense had 13 runs on 16 hits, nine left on base, five for 12 with runners in scoring position. Arenado, three for four with an RBI. Dickerson, four for five with an RBI. O'Neill, two for four with an RBI. The only entertainment I got out of this game, if you saw my viral video, was a fight in the bleachers where a guy got tossed six rows down. Yeah, that thing went uh, that thing went crazy. That video, Crowley, that thing went crazy. The funny thing today on the show, we have uh, Tommy Hadovy every other Thursday with Mully and Haw, and he talked about when he saw Reyes um, the next night, and he said, "Hey." You got to work on the curveball, and Reyes was like, "What, huh? What?" Like he got caught off guard by it. So I thought that was pretty. That was pretty because the the curveball is what he plunked uh, pools with. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was great. I loved it. Yeah. So the uh, Cubs do not get to fly the W in that one. That takes us to uh, game number four, and we uh, get uh, Luke Farrell making a return to Wrigley Field. Yeah, the Cubs win two games, and the ones they win are Javier Assad starts and Luke Farrell starts. Did you have that on your bingo card? And that's versus Miles Michaelis, of all people. Right. And bottom of the second, Nico Horner singles, Wisdom walks, Ortega with one of those beautiful little perfect bunts that just dies before going over, you know, right in perfect position. He was hoping it would roll foul. Bases loaded, no outs. Gomes grounds into a force out. Ortega's uh, out at second, but Horner scores. Got runners at the corner, and uh, Nelson Velasquez with a double into the Ivy. Wisdom scores. Gomes goes to third. The Cubs lead 2-0. McKinstry gowns out. Another run scores. And so Velasquez to third, but the Cubs score three in the second. Top of the third, two outs. Aaron Notto ejected for arguing a check swing call. He was hot, and it was great to see him get tossed. Top of five. Lars Newtbar homers. <laughs> Cubs, so the Cubs lead is now cut to three to one, but in the bottom of the seventh, Zach McKinstry hits his first homer as a Cub, a two-run blast with Gomes along for the ride, and the Cubs lead five to one. Bottom of the eighth, back-to-back singles by Hap and Reyes. Nico singles, Hap scores. Pinch runner Morell, who pinch ran for Reyes, gets to third. Wilson reaches on a fielder's choice, which is a comebacker to the pitcher. Morell's caught in a rundown. Suzuki pinches for Ortega. He's intentionally walked. Bases are loaded. Jan Gomes sack fly makes it seven to one, and that's your final. Uh, Farrell did just about, you know, you couldn't, Luke did fine. Four point one innings pitch, six hits, one run, zero walks, three Ks. The offense had seven runs on nine hits, four left on base, four for nine with runners in scoring position. Horner goes three for four. Ortega two for three. While the Cardinals, Miles Michaelis goes six point two. Innings pitch, six hits, five runs, three are earned, one walk, three Ks. Their offense only had one run on nine hits, eight left on base, 0 for six with runners in scoring position. But Dickerson has been going off. He went four for four. You know, and Crowley, I know we're going to talk about it in the second or third segment of the podcast tonight. But, um, you know, that game, what also made that game great was, you know, this morning going in and doing the show, Cubs win. And Pat Hughes goes into the Cubs Hall of Fame, finds out that he's going in. And it's also to wrap up that inning, 
was when Arenado got ejected <laughs> on that check swing call. So it was just a fun night at Wrigley Field, and uh, it just felt good to come in this morning having the Cubs uh, flowing the second W and coming into a Game 5 and having the opportunity, Crowley, to what, win their fifth series in a row? That would have been Marcus, number six if they would have Six won. in a row. That would have been number six in a row. And Marcus Stroman was on the hill. So i got to be honest with you. Even though I had just said don't get swept, I was actually pulling and thinking that the Cubs might be in a good chance to win. But then when I saw David Ross's lineup, I was a little, mm, I'm not so sure. And then Marcus Stroman took the hill. Yeah, and, and, and if you remember the last episode we talked about, it was one of Marcus Stroman's best starts. This one was no good. Uh, top of the first one out, he gave up back-to-back walks to Donovan and Goldschmidt, back-to-back singles to Corey Dickerson and Nolan Gorman. The Cubs trail two to nothing. Tyler O'Neill sack fly makes it three nothing St. Lou. Top of the second, Adam Kinzinger doubles Lars Newtbar singles on a ball deflected by Wisdom. Cardinals at the corners and Brandon Donovan grounds into a force out. Runner still at the corner, um, but they get uh, Goldschmidt to strike out uh, swinging and they catch Kinzinger in a rundown between third and home. So that was kind of an exciting play right there bottom of the second half doubles Reyes singles half scores are and then Reyes reaches second by throwing air by Tommy Edmond and the Cubs trail three to one so thank you Tommy Edmond on that one but they couldn't get Reyes in top of the 30 and half robs Nolan Gorman of extra base hits with a catch he would have a couple great catches gold glove for Ian Hap I could I could check that box I could check that box, and Stroman should be buying him something uh, cold and large after that game because uh, his line could have been much worse if not for a, a nice catch there by Ian Happ. Right, bottom of the third, McKinstry singles, Horner grouds out, McKinstry to second, Saya singles, runners at the corner, Happ singles, McKinstry scores, Cubs trail 3-2, to two. they're still in this until they're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> top of the fourth, one out, Adam Kinzinger, Lars Newpar, Brandon Donovan, all singles. Paul Goldschmidt singles and Kinzinger and Newtbar score. You know, you, you can't stop Goldschmidt. You'll only try to contain him. They did a good job up until this point, but this well, was... Well, you could, but see here, Crowley, now this is where I'm going to... We're going to do this now? The, the, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Let's go, let's go back up a couple of minutes from right this second. Goldschmidt walks. I know Goldschmidt struck out, but Goldschmidt... Like, come on. Walk this guy. Enough. I mean, are the Cub fans going to boo David Ross and the Cubs for what? You know, I don't care that some guy from St. Louis came up and spent good money in Chicago and got to watch Paul Goldschmidt watch. That's, oh, God, so frustrating. I'm trying to stay FCC here, Crowley, but, boy, I am red-assed over this game. Yeah, you know, you wonder what would have happened otherwise, but because the next batter, Corey Dickerson, grounds to first. Wisdom throws out Donovan at home, so the inning's over. But the damage was done by Goldschmidt. Top of the six. How about some more Goldschmidt? He homers. Right. The Cubs trail six to two. And then he homers again in the eighth, making it eight to two. I mean, enough. I mean, absolutely enough. I mean, we talk about winning versus development. Okay. We've done a ton of that on this podcast. And I get the development thing. But is it development getting your brains beat in by Paul Goldschmidt? Oh well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch to the best guy in baseball, and I'm gonna watch him homer off me. Boy, do I feel good going into 2023. I don't think so. Well, I can just tell you, Nico hit a ground rule double, and uh, you know the Cubs are gonna lose eight to three. And the funny thing that you're talking about, Crowley's not biting. Crowley's not biting. I, I 100% understand what you're saying. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I think. 
it, it sucks because of at this point, again, you're not playing for anything. And there, these, these are your tryouts. Here you go against one of the best. What's it like to face him? Mm. And, and, and mm. it's annoying as hell. I get it. But at this point in time, you know, uh, it's, I would rather, you know, there's times where these games count and every win matters. And this is not one of those kinds. Now, when you're in that situation, when you're in the playoff hunt and you got a guy like Paul Goldschmidt, what's the one thing you say? Don't let Paul Goldschmidt beat you. At this point, I, you know, okay, Stroman, let's see if you can do it. Okay. And, and the funny thing is, is that the Cubs, I have the numbers here. This is what they did against Goldschmidt coming into t- today. Game one, 0 for 4. Game two, 1 for 3 with a walk. Game three, 1 for 6. He didn't play game four. He didn't play game four. Yeah. And then game five, he was 3 for 4 with a walk. So before today, he was 2 for 13 with a walk. After today where he had five hits with, with three for four with a walk within game five, he ends up five for seven, you know, with two homers, uh, the final tally, he ends up going, let me see the math here, 10, 17. He goes, he ends up five for 17 with two homers and five RBIs. How about two for 13 with six walks? That would have been much more preferred. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, and so at this point in time, you know, it was, it was just a bad start for Stroman. That's the way you put it. Five innings pitched, 11 hits, five runs, two walks, one K. The offense scored three runs on eight hits. They left six on base, four for 10 with runners in scoring position. Suzuki, two for four. Nico, three for four. He's starting to break out of that slump he was in. Uh, But for the Cardinals, Hudson uh, gave up five hits, two runs, two walks, four Ks. The offense had eight runs on 16 hits, nine left on base, five for 12 with runners in scoring position. Goldschmidt was three for four with two home runs and five RBIs. Brandon Donovan, two for four. Tommy Edmond, three for five. Goldschmidt, if you took out his numbers, the game was tied. But Goldschmidt beats the Cubs on his own with five runs. Unbelievable. Can we go, go back to Stroman for a second? You just mentioned 16 hits by the Cardinals offense yeah. Thursday afternoon. Stroman in five innings gives up 11 of those. Yeah. Five runs, two walks, one K. Okay, you know, he, he, he gets the first two guys to walk. Those two runs get batted in. He only strikes out one. He gives up 11 hits. This is the Cardinals. This is the Cubs. You, you know, like, he he's not he is not an ace. And I don't know if he's a number two. And I don't right now know if he's even a number three. Okay? He's definitely behind Justin Steele. And I think he's going to be behind whoever they bring in in the offseason. I am very disappointed in Marcus Stroman today. Uh, as far as disappointed in today, I would say, yeah, I think he's had some really good starts. Uh, he hasn't, he had has, many- but I am so, you know, maybe I, you know, and they play 162 of these and it's not football and I get all, but it's just like, I am all about what have you done for me today, today? <laughs> and it's the Cardinals. I mean, it Crowley, that still means something to me. Cubs, yeah, no, Cardinals. No. I, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. It's just a Cubs, matter of... Pirates, I would have been like, well, it's the Pirates. He should have done better. I would have gotten over it. But what, right, what now, have... I, right now, I can't get over it. Right I can only say that Marcus Stroman wanted to pitch a good game, too, and he didn't. And, and and that's the thing is you may have 30 starts in a year, and in about 15 of those, you'll have your good stuff. In about five of those, you're going to absolutely get rocked. And it's what you do with the other starts, the other 15 starts, when you don't have your best stuff and you don't have your worst stuff that kind of tells what kind of pitcher you are. So you're going to have these pitchers that have these games that are just awful. And this was one of them for Marcus Stroman. Now, you know, his contract is not a bad contract. There's three years, there's opt-outs. I don't know what's going to happen in the long run. But the last time we were talking, when he absolutely dominated Milwaukee, 
you know, the fans were on their feet cheering him and he was just talking about how much he loves Cub fans. So, <laughs> you know, that's just kind of how the game goes.